Hello, my name is Chris Chai and you are listening to Launch Bike, coming to you from our homes on Sunday, July 27th, 2014. With me is my regular co-host, Brian Lee. Hello! We here at Launch Bike talk about starting up in Singapore and share our experiences, lessons and thoughts. Launch Bike is part of the Vulcan Network, a network dedicated to bringing you the latest lifestyle and tech news. Today, we are going to be talking about platforms. Should you go for a web app or native app? Should you be going for just uh, mobile first? Or if you want to go for the web, why should you be going for the web? So, Brian, let's get right into it. How has your week been? Uh, week is good. Uh, just yesterday, my Mac died. I don't know oh, why, man. so I shut down and uh, it never wake up again. So I had to do a time machine to revive it. Hmm. No, so the good thing is, um, all my files are in Dropbox. So okay. right now it's taking about 32 hours to sync it, to sync everything back, the 42,000 files. <laughs> oh wow, that's going to take a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so I took that time, um, some of my Xcode projects are on Dropbox, so I'm taking that time off and mm-hmm. looking to learn some server stuff. So I set up a digital ocean server, playing around, setting up a simple WordPress block. Mm. Yeah. You should keep your projects on GitHub. It'll be faster. Yeah. Uh, how about you? Uh, I've been good. I spent most of yesterday trying out a lot of things from my house. Um, I'm actually planning a renovation. Renovation? I sometime at the end of this year. Oh. Yeah. So I'm trying to turn uh, the space in the living room into a space that can be kind of transformed into different purposes. So I was doing quite a bit of research about that yesterday as well. Like the whole idea is that um, usually for our houses, living room and dining room is combined, right? Mm-hmm. But we always split it in two. So like there's a dining area and then there's a living room area. What if you could turn the whole uh, room into a single like purpose every time that you need it? So that you have the whole space for dining if you have guests over or if you are not eating, then you can just turn it into a entertainment, like a living room, uh, fully u- utilizing the space instead of having a dining table there all the time. So that's what I've been doing, I guess, most of yesterday. Oh, nice. So you yeah. are going to have new furnitures, those furnitures that you can shift and move around. Yep, yep, yep. So um, have not really fully decided, but it looks like it's possible to do everything from Ikea. So the price might be pretty low. Um, but again, I'm just exploring the different solutions out there. Really hard to find, actually. Uh-huh. Like, I've heard about this idea for quite a while. It's but it's not. It doesn't seem to be that commonly used. Yeah. Oh, so I I saw the, um, Chen was telling me about some of these. Uh, like for example, this table that can fold down when you're not using it and fold up as a as a big desk. Where sometimes you can use it for dinner purposes. Sometimes you can use it for work purposes. Yeah, yeah, so this kind of stuff. yeah, the one that I was looking at is kind of like a coffee table that can become a full dining table mm-hmm. in terms of its height. So I was thinking if you have two of these tables, right, um, and you bring them both up to dining table height, you have a full, like, big table if you have to have guests over, like, a steamboat or whatever. Yeah. And you can kind of combine it in different ways. So... Mm-hmm. That's probably how I'm going to try and do it. But again, I haven't really seen um, these kinds of tables yet. So I need to do some research about that. Uh, Will you be doing your room? Turn it into a studio? (laughs) Uh, I don't know yet. It's very likely. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I haven't really thought about my room first. Uh, Yet, rather. Yeah. All right. 
We shall see. Okay, cool. Shall we jump into the topic of the day? Yes. Okay, so the topic of the day is about platforms. Whether if you're starting up, should you go straight for the mobile experience or should you focus on a web experience? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, Brian, for Intrex, your first experience was with web, right? Yes. But ultimately, how you really wanted to um, bring your product out was through a native app. Correct. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, Vitsi also started off as a web. Mm-hmm. Uh, application and it's only now that we're working on our native application about a year and a half into the into the company mm-hmm. so I think one of the considerations for most entrepreneurs especially if you're not very uh, technical is whether or not you should go straight to making the iOS app or should you focus on creating a good web experience which um, generally is cheaper but at the same time lacks uh, some of the cool stuff that you see in native apps and also lacks some of the uh, cool factor, I suppose. Yeah. So, Brian, what are your thoughts about native versus web? Um, so, right now, the, the buzzword is about everything as well, like mobile first, and uh, if you are a startup, you should go for mobile and then re-look re- into the web. But I, I, I think that personally, it really depends on uh, where are your, who are your target audience and where, how are the target audience are using the stuff. So for, for example, uh, right. yeah, so for example, in tracks, so we target, uh, so we have the web, the users are facility managers of buildings. So mm-hmm. usually they go into their office, they sit down and that's where they do most of their stuff and they have a dashboard mm. to view all their energy consumption of different uh, building sites. And that's their like, workstation, and that is where Intrex should be at the start. So like mm-hmm. you said, yeah. But we are also moving to mobile, uh, okay. putting it as our second choice, because the facility managers, they are starting to use more of their mobile devices. Uh, not mm-hmm. phone, but tablets. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that one of the key, uh, key consideration in determining mm-hmm. what platform to go first is okay. who are your target audience and what yeah. are they existing using for their workstation. Okay, so um, I got to ask, right? Yeah. Earlier you said like not the mobile phones, but tablets. Yeah. Why? Oh, why? Okay, so uh, my audience are... Uncles, <laughs> they are 40, 45, sometimes 38, uh, mm-hmm. age 30 to 50, that range. And mm-hmm. they want a bigger screen. Right. right. And uh, m- most of them, when we ask them, they are either using a very big Android phone or okay. they are using tablets. And they are using that, the browsers on it to log into our system. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, which is why I deduce from there. Tablet. Mm-hmm. It can be smartphone as well. If you are using Android, those with super big screen, like for example Note, they are alright with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, talking about this, earlier on mm-hmm. before the show, I, I, I asked you how will you classify tablet? Is it a mobile device or is it in a category of its own? Right, and um, ultimately I believe <clears throat> ultimately I believe that tablets are a completely separate category mm-hmm. because the mobile you would do very different things on your mobile phone 
and your desktop computer, and you will do uh, you will serve a different purpose when you use your tablets. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, right, if say I was consuming, um, if I was watching videos on YouTube or whatever, right, uh, I will very likely use my mobile phone when I'm on the go, when I'm on the bus, on the train, or uh, traveling or waiting in between meetings and stuff. But uh, if I'm at ho- or if I'm at work and I'm in front of my computer, I will very likely use my desktop to uh, watch videos. The only time that I think that I would use a tablet will be when I'm relaxing on the sofa and I don't have my laptop with me, mm-hmm. or if I am in a coffee shop or somewhere that is comfortable. Yeah. So, to me, when I think about uh, these three devices, even though you could say that the tablet is a blend between a mobile and a desktop experience, ultimately, I feel like it fits a different time, a different setting for most of the most of the people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that uh, tablet itself, because there is no startup, not there's no, there are very, there's very little startup or very little developers focusing on uh, tablet itself. So for example, uh, iOS developers, when we say iOS developers, they mainly focus on the phone itself and they yeah. usually have, they create a universal app which you can open up in the tablet and just very big icons and that's all. Uh, I hear of very little developers that especially have a team that focus on tablet UI and iOS UI, uh, as in the phone UI itself. Have you met anyone that focus on tablet design itself? Um, I have actually had projects where they were iPad first. Oh, but okay. At the same time, I'll talk about this a little bit later when yeah, we talk sure. about what should you be asking when um, you want to decide. But ultimately, uh, tablet versus mobile is not very different to program for. Mm-hmm. But in terms of design, the entire experience is very different. Um, you can optimize for someone who is uh, either being productive or someone who is in a very relaxed uh, environment, like I said, on the couch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again... I think we'll talk about it more when we are talking about the questions that you should be asking. Sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have any other thoughts before we jump into this? Uh, No, but I am... Although I say this, right? uh, Okay, so I put myself in the different shoe. If I put myself as an independent developer, like for example, I want to push for uh, Pomjek GoWare. So so the app that I do. I will go for mobile first. Of because course, yeah, yeah, because that's where. Uh, so if you are cycling and you you meet, you will always have your smartphone with you. So, I yeah. I will still go for mobile first. It the consideration is if you are independent developer, should you go for iOS or should you go for Android? That's always the headache. Even for startup, yeah, they are considering true. mobile first. That's true. Okay, actually, on that note, um, actually the first thing I would say an uh, entrepreneur should consider mm-hmm. is what are the questions you should be asking yourself about your app and also to get out there and validate these questions with your actual audience. Mm-hmm. And the first question you should ask is, of course, who is your audience? Mm-hmm. What is their lifestyle? What device do they use the most? Right? Mm-hmm. So in the case of, uh, say, Intrax, um, your use case, or rather your audience, is that your audience are building managers, mm-hmm. 
people who want to have access to this as much data as possible and are doing it for work. Mm-hmm. You also have your homeowners who are um, who want to have information about uh, use of energy at their homes, mm-hmm. right? So these are the kinds of audiences that you should be designing your uh, solution around. Yes. Yeah, you shouldn't really think about it as, oh, okay, uh, iOS app, that is what I want to build, and then how do I use that to solve the problem for the audience? You should really think about your audience first, mm-hmm. and what are their habits for consuming data or consuming content. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so for the second question, it should be where would they use your app? If they're using, their, if they're using your app on the go, then mobile seems to be a great idea, right? Mm-hmm. If you're using it at home, then you have a bigger question to ask, like how are they consuming this? What are they going to be doing while they are consu- you're using your app? And the third question is, what will you be using the app for? Because at the end of the day, if you're using something that is interactive and you have to chat and type on it, uh, you generally the mobile experience is better and also, if you're using, say, uh, if you're going to track their running or uh, GPS location-based kind of things, right, it doesn't make sense to expect people to carry a tablet around. Yeah. So you should probably optimize it for the mobile experience. Yeah. It would be funny, like, carry a 8-inch tablet and run. <laughs> I have seen people actually doing that. Oh, really? That. <laughs> yeah. The strange things I see when I go to the stadium here in Goodbye. <laughs> okay, yeah. and then we should do a blog post on that. Uh. The strange <laughs> things that I see when I go for running at Bukit Batok Stadium. Yeah, it's interesting. So there's also the whole idea of uh, whether or not you should be really building a native app in the first place. Mm-hmm. But we will jump into that a little bit more in a little bit more detail later. Mm-hmm. So, Brian, when you were building the Intrax app, right? Mm-hmm. What were your considerations? Um. The interaction from the home users or the, for the building managers? So that's the thing. You've got two different kinds of audiences, right? Yeah. So, uh, the first thing you built was? Uh, for the, so right now, um, we are building up the, for the home users. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because for the, uh, so, so your question might be asking, hey, how come you're not targeting the ones that is bringing you uh, the, the cash revenue? Uh, mm-hmm. Because our web app does support... Uh, it, it works well on the tablet itself. It doesn't okay. work well on a smartphone, but if our screen is big enough it, and you put it to landscape, it works decently. So okay. we kind of put that into like secondary. Okay. So, we are so focusing. why does it not work well on a small screen? Oh, because the, uh, the web, the dashboard, uh, when it comes to graphing, mm-hmm. on a small screen, it's very hard to show all the energy graph. Right. If it's not a native app. Because the web experience is still very different on a smartphone. Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of considerations, especially like you said, the size of the screen affects the resolution and the amount of space that you have to display data. Yeah. And even if you do a proper responsive uh, web app, right, you mm-hmm. realize there are a lot of limitations <clears throat> when it comes to being able to display all the data that you want um, in the same experience that you expect that comes from a native web app. Or yeah. native apps, sorry. Yeah, you are right. So, for example, right now we are doing the consumer front uh, for the iOS app and for the Android. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of showing a 12-month bills that you can see every day, 
uh, every day uh, that you can view. We, we cut it to five months because there's no point for you to view 12 months trend on a mobile device. Correct. Yeah. So this, that's what we are doing to, to cater differently on uh, the devices. Mm -hmm. So uh, what was the question again? You were asking what we were considering, right? Yeah, what um, were we considering okay, so when you were designing the app? Oh, uh, in fact, I took a lot of uh, hints from your previous design. You have helped us. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I took a lot of, uh, so less, uh, more of the graphics, more mm -hmm. of a charting. And uh, the charting do, do not show as much information as the web, but it does show the crucial information. Mm -hmm. And you also have a lot of, uh, have some figures that we think that the users, consumer will want to know immediately, like how much am I spending now? Uh, what mm -hmm. is the percentage of budget that I have to use? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so these are the crucial, and push notification, because uh, if you reach certain budget, then we send the information to you. So this is a must-have feature for mobile devices. Yeah, and <clears throat> I think the push notification was actually one of the key features in the Indrex app, yeah. because ultimately you want to be notified and in order to really notify a person, right, you can either do it through email, which is uh, honestly kind of lame, <laughs> or you could have an uh, actual app that can actually push this pop-up or this notification to the user mm -hmm. when they are supposed to receive it. Mm -hmm. So I think honestly that would have been enough reason for you to decide to just go straight for a native application. Oh, in fact, yeah. I just like to add one last point to mm -hmm. my consideration. It is a much stripped down uh, feature mm. compared to the web. Meaning if you go mm. to Intrax web, you have a lot of things to do. You can like, uh, you can control set your budget and all. Uh, okay. For the native currently right now, it's a much stripped down. You can go in, view your stuff, maybe do simple on off, but you cannot like control the temperature as yet compared to the web. Yeah, and that makes um, sense because when you're on the web, you have, uh, you're most likely going to be on a bigger screen or mm -hmm. a desktop. Mm -hmm. And the ability, to <clears throat> the ability to do more things is uh, based on how much, you, how much interface you can actually show to the user. Mm -hmm. yeah. Chris had McDonald's yesterday, so, which ah, is why he's yes, having a I trouble know, with his flat. voice. <laughs> Note to self, uh, lesson learned. So, how about uh, your consideration for okay. Vitsi? Okay, for Vitsi, it's very interesting because... Uh, we started off with web mm -hmm. and their plan was always to have a native app at some point. Mm -hmm. But if you consider what Vitsi is, right, our target audience are people who want to share these videos and uh, who want to watch these videos. So we quickly realized like most of our marketing and most of our reach was really through people sharing it on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And if you start off with a native app, right, you can't exactly share these videos mm -hmm. on Facebook. So as a platform, it made a lot more sense for us to have a website that could be uh, individually shared to people uh, based on whatever video that they liked. We also did realize over time because we were collecting analytics and stats of how people use the, uh, use the, use the site, right? And we realized a lot of people were using our site on mobile devices. Mm -hmm. So I guess there's been a lot of news. It's quite obvious that um, people are consuming more of the internet through their phones. 
and also we also realized a lot of people were consuming it through links from Facebook. So we then started to focus our uh, development around the idea that people are coming in from their mobile devices, we should really make the mobile uh, experience better for these people. Yeah. Initially, when we started off, we didn't actually have a responsive site. It took us maybe a couple of months to put that together properly. But that was quite early on, yeah. Interesting. So, you see, because we are coming uh, from... We are slightly different from the startups like uh, Love Bite, Carousel, mm. and, who, right. and who are the ones? Uh, like Shopping, uh, when uh, they, are folk, they come from an angle where native mobile first, correct? Like Carousel started with iOS, Love Bite started with iOS, uh, shopping also started with iOS. Uh, Burple also started with iOS. Do you think think we can jump into this topic now? Like, iOS is always the platform to start with if you are going mobile first, or is it too... Uh, Okay. Um, Well, actually, I think the first question to ask is whether or not you should be going... uh, Native? Yeah, you should be going for a native experience in the first place and what are the advantages of native, right? Ah, uh, yeah, let's talk about that. So, the first advantage is <clears throat> for native, uh, you have a better user experience, you have more control yes. over it. Like we were talking about earlier, you get access to push notifications and things like that. Yeah. And ultimately, the advantage of the web app is that every phone can access it. Right. Yes. No matter no matter what smartphone you are using, you're going to have a browser, and that makes it so that all your web apps, as long as it's responsive and well designed, mm-hmm. is technically available on every person's phone. You don't have to worry so much about uh, compatibility. There are, of course, a lot of buts when I say a statement like that, because if you try to use a site on a responsive site on a Windows phone, mm-hmm. it is more likely than not that it's going to just break. Yeah. So those are the things that you need to consider. No, uh, and and I would like to add some more points uh-huh. when considering this. Uh, resources. Do you have enough money to pay for two developers, one iOS, one uh, Android developer? Yeah, because all these are resources that you need to manage. Right. If you if you only hire, let's say, one web developer and he make mm-hmm. it into a uh, mobile uh, responsive site. A web yeah. website and yeah. uh, and you can target all your audience and it it looks fine it looks perfect I think as a uh, as a start it it cut down your cost as well. Uh yes that's true. Mm-hmm. Um also like we talked about a couple of episodes ago yeah the web even if you're designing a mobile application right mm-hmm. and you're designing an iOS native application you're going to have to build the back end to support. Uh, your application mm-hmm. the alternative is that you can use services like pass.com ah, yeah. and a few others that provide the services but if you really want to build a proper platform you're going to have to build a backend server you're going to have to set up the backend server you're going to have to build an administrative interface to manage all your data and then you're going to have to build the iOS application mm-hmm. and there are some developers that are capable of doing the full stack but it's more likely than not you're, you're still going to have to get at least two different developers with different skill sets or a team. Yeah. So uh, coming back to the native experience and web app, mm-hmm. the reach that you have 
is also a very important question. The reach that you want, rather. Because if you're going to start off with a web app, right? Like I said, you're on every person's device. It's very easy to get across. But it's also a consideration for iOS and Android. So a few years ago, it will have been quite a no-brainer to say, like, you should go straight for the iOS platform. Because as a developer, you have a lot more control and you have a lot you have an easier time dealing with uh, building iOS for the different kinds of uh, devices that are out there. Because mm-hmm. iOS itself is uh, relatively standard. Only Apple makes them. There's only the iPhone to worry about. You only have one screen resolution. And Android, on the other hand, was a mess. <laughs> and at the end of the day, most of the users in Singapore and the world were actually on iOS devices. But things have kind of changed over the last two to three years. Yeah. And now Android honestly dominates a large portion of the smartphone market um, in the world. In fact, the latest numbers uh, were... Brian, do you have the numbers with you? Uh, the one that with... Is it the one that you shared with me? The one with yeah, uh, the Asia? the worldwide numbers. Mm-hmm. Oh, the worldwide. The worldwide. Is it the one uh, by BGR? Because you gave me two, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let me, because there are a lot of numbers running around, and I look at the photo of Apple killing Android. That's true. Okay, so uh, Android, in the market share for China, is eighty two percent, eighty two point seven percent, while yeah, yeah. Uh, in Europe is seventy three point three percent. So uh-huh. uh, that's for the worldwide one, uh, for Android, and the rest, mm-hmm. of course, uh, we. There's a little bit that goes to random operating system, but uh, the rest goes to iPhone. Yeah, so here's the thing. The, I, the Apple iOS market share percentage has always been about 15 to 20% of the entire market. Mm-hmm. And it's always been kind of uh, steady. Mm-hmm. You've got that uh, proportion of very dedicated users. But Android has been growing and growing and growing over the last five years, I would say, since it came out in 2009. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's come to a point where we can't really ignore the fact that most of our users will be on Android. Most of these users are going to be asking for uh, an Android application to come out. And honestly, as a developer, the development experience for Android has been getting better. Again, I think, like I said multiple times before, I personally have not gotten back into android development and i don't know if i ever want to but it's something that you cannot ignore anymore i agree i totally Mm. agree that android is something that you cannot ignore but it also really depends on uh, which market are you looking at so for example if i'm starting out in singapore i will start with uh, ios first Mm -hmm. despite despite that uh Android has a bigger market share because uh, because I feel that a lot of people still want to own an iPhone. It's just that pricing is deterring them. But if there are if there are telcos that are subsidizing and making it uh, worthwhile for the users, they will still get an iPhone. Um, that's that's the first thing. Second thing is coming from a of course I I learned iOS programming from you. It's easier to start because the development platform is much easier than the Android, uh, whatever, whatever things they are using right now. 
Okay, so actually that leads on to the next point that I wanted to bring up. Okay. Is that if you yourself are a mobile developer or you yourself have a friend who's going to be developing this app for you, right? Mm-hmm. Go straight for the platform that they are most comfortable with. Yes. Go straight for something that you have the expertise to build the experience that you want to bring. Mm-hmm. Even if more, even if Android is really the biggest market share in Singapore, right? You as a developer and your team uh, need to build the best experience for your audience. And if iOS is not too far away um, in terms of like the numbers of users that you have, like in the case of Vitsi, right? Mm-hmm. Um, looking at the Android and the iOS numbers, Android is a bit higher. Yes, it's about 5% higher. But we are going straight for iOS first because th- uh, for the... For the two final developers, myself and Ishu, we are both very well versed in what the iOS platform can do. We are also uh, very familiar with what the design conventions are and what we can do. And because of that, right, we are very free to uh, figure out how we want to create the best experience for our user. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately uh, what is the most critical uh, consideration when we're trying to build our application. How do we provide the best experience? Yeah. But if I'm starting in, uh, but I think location also plays a part, which I just, if I am starting out in China, mm-hmm. I will close my eyes and do Android first. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Again, like I said, because it depends on how far away your, um, or how big a proportion of your users use a particular platform. Yes. So it's always a matter of prioritization. We are ultimately going to do an Android app, and uh, I have no idea how we're going to convert the interface over from what we're planning for iOS. Uh. But it's something that we will definitely do ultimately. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So another question that um you did bring up very early on is whether or not you should be designing for the mobile and the tablet, right? Mm-hmm. And I've said that the tablet should be considered as a separate platform, and the re- main reason is that while your functionality might be the same, the entire experience of using a tablet is going to be different like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. So in the case of Litsy, we are doing both a mobile as well as a tablet experience. But these two are very separate. It's not just a copy-paste and do exactly the same things. Mm-hmm. We consider how is the user going to use this website, oh, sorry, use this application on a tablet device what's their behavior are they going to be traveling are they going to be um, you know uh, using the tablet outside or at home in a coffee shop or where are they going to do it and based around those considerations then we design (coughs) the um, application itself yeah so again for android you have all the different resolutions and all the different uh, kinds of tablets it's a little bit hard to design once and hope that it works on everything. And also second, when you design once, the hardware might not cooperate either. <laughs> so it's a little bit expensive to test on every kind of uh, Android platform because not only does the OS version make a difference, the actual hardware and uh, uh, other things that the manufacturers put on the Android platform will affect how your app behaves. Wow, your voice. Okay, anyway, I have an idea. I have an, uh, when you're talking about this tablet, right, I've been thinking that actually most of uh, 
So the reason IBM and Apple, they tag team, uh, that's because they want to move into enterprise, they want to dominate enterprise space. We know that uh, IBM can like release a lot of iOS devices to them. And I believe that, I, I think personally, that a lot of uh, tablets like iPad mini or iPad, they are using it mainly for productivity purposes. Mm. And rather than uh, like simple leisure consuming. Yeah. So I was thinking that why are there currently right now not a lot of uh, utilities app like for example uh, text editor or oh, text editor there are a lot like for example mm. uh, payroll management, leaf management, HR, HR app they are focusing on tablet itself. Mm-hmm. So uh, hi- hypothesizing that, uh, hypothesizing that uh, maybe if I am an independent developer, yeah. I would try to do something that is iPad first, uh, focusing in the enterprise space, for example, doing a CRM app, for example, doing a leaf management app catered to uh, the iPad. Because I believe mm-hmm. that one, maybe uh, that corporation will move their staff uh, onto mobile devices and they will be using more of tablet for their productivity use. Why? Because I was thinking that maybe they can uh, ask them, oh, from now you, I will issue you this tablet and you can work from home and you can work from anywhere. But they could issue laptops too. They could issue Surface. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Surface Pro. But I think that laptop... Okay, uh, just... Sidetrack, I think the Surface is a very weird device and oh. I don't know whether or not it fits on any of these platforms. It might be its own platform, maybe the fourth platform. But yeah, continue, sorry. Okay, so I was thinking laptop. Uh, I, I don't know, so I'm hypothesizing. Uh, okay, I, I so really here's the know. thing, yeah. right? What's, um, your take? What's, the way, what's your take on this? Yeah. The way that I would have thought about it is, mm. okay, so uh, let's be very specific about the application that you're making right if yes. you're talking about accounting yes let's say accounting yes let's That's say accounting one. how much data is that needed to display how do they do it right now where do they do this accounting right now okay so from what i know uh, mm-hmm. accounting typically excel on the okay. desktop okay uh, a lot of numbers okay so in the event that they didn't have technology they didn't have uh computers, they didn't have tablets, they didn't have mobile devices, right? Mm-hmm. How do they do accounting? Where do they do accounting? Uh, on the table, by paper, and books of records. Yes, books of records, sheets and sheets of uh, tabulated data, right? Yes, yes, yes. So this is not the kind of thing that you would want to carry around and do it while you're on the go or do it in a small space. You need as much uh, space to see what are the data that you need to put together for accounting, correct? Uh-huh, I see where so, you're coming from. Okay, okay. Yeah, to me, I would try and observe like what is the, what is the target user's uh, behavior when it comes to this. Does it really suit a tablet interface where it's only just touch? Mm. Or do they actually need a keyboard as well because they need to enter a lot of information quickly? Mm. And even if you have keyboard, right? You think about tablet. When you bring up the keyboard, how much space do you have to look at your data. After okay, so iPad iPad Air, if you bring out the keyboard, the space is also very little already. Yeah, you have only like maybe half your screen, or if you're in landscape mode, you mm-hmm. have like one third of your screen. So to me, it doesn't really suit the purpose. Which at is, the end of the day. Yeah, which is why I think 
uh, maybe Microsoft have the same thought as me, but they came mm-hmm. out, then nah, just saying, uh, maybe they have the same thought as me, then they created, then they only to realize that, hey, there's not enough space. Hey, why not I slot in a, a keypad for you, uh, a type pad, and it becomes like Surface Pro. You have a big yeah. screen and you have yeah. a detachable uh, keyboard. Yeah, so to me, the Surface is still pretty much a laptop or desktop experience. It's a very much uh, Hybrid. a full... Yeah, it's not, it's not a tablet to okay, me okay. at all. It's a laptop. Yeah, it's a laptop. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense, especially for the work and for enterprise use. And but I, at the same time, uh, if you're talking about a different case where you're managing inventory, mm-hmm. that's something that an iPad would be perfect for. Because you need to walk around the warehouse, you need to scan things, mm-hmm. and you need access to the information, and it's a lot of information that you need to see. So, I, I think you, you yeah. did... Uh, so when I was saying this, uh, this scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think our listeners can learn, like the question you started to ask, like what, uh, how are they doing it right now? And if they do not have the current system, how would they be doing it? I, I mean, these are the considerations that be it you are startup, independent developers, or going to start something, these are the things that we can look at. Yeah, and yeah. actually all these questions are really part of the validation process for user experience. Mm-hmm. And it's very useful for you when you first start thinking about your idea, right? Get to where you're going to use it. Ask the people who are doing what you want to solve. Yeah, these are the kinds of questions that you really need to be thinking about, not whether or not you can make a cool experience with the platform that you have. Always think about the problem first. Always think about how the solution should be. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, shall we move on? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I'm a bit lost. Which part? Because we have we a are, show note, we are which part are we in? Yeah, so uh, if you're going for web, I think this is something that we are also should be talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, this again depends very much on who your target audience is and yes. what is the purpose of your platform. Web is not easy. Uh, it is easier to code, yes. It is easier to make it, um, to put together and change things quickly because you don't have to submit it to an app store. You can just launch it on a server. But at the same time, having web that is across all platforms working in the same uh, working consistently that's a very difficult task and you need people who are very experienced in all the different kinds of browsers to be able to pull off a proper web application um, I gotta say when I first did Vitsi right mm-hmm. responsive web wasn't really a huge uh, movement yet so it was very new it was something that I was experimenting with it was incredibly difficult <laughs> I tested it on maybe, I initially had to test it on, what, five different kinds of browsers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Firefox and Chrome on the Mac. You've got Firefox and Chrome on Windows. You've got IE, you've got Safari, and that's really six. And then suddenly you've got to test it for the iPhone, Android, Android Chrome, Android uh, native browser, <laughs> you know? <laughs> It, it adds up very quickly and it's really, really hard to test uh, web applications properly. And ultimately, it's going to be very expensive as well if you want to get all the different devices. And you have IE. Correct. 
EFIE. So ultimately what our strategy was to minimize uh, the amount of cost was to make sure that it works on what you guess are the major platforms, right? Mm -hmm. iOS, Android, mm -hmm. maybe Chrome and another browser. Mm -hmm. And then after that, look at your stats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And because for Vitz's case, it made a lot of sense because people were consuming our data again through Facebook, like I mentioned before. And this was our priority and why we wanted to go for web first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's probably the only reason why you want to go for web over a native experience. Yeah. This is interesting. So I, I want to do a plug. So for listeners out there, if you are thinking of starting something, maybe you can send us some question like uh, why you are deciding to go for mobile first or you're going for mm. web or you could actually share with us what's your idea and maybe we can also give you some questions like, no, is it mobile first better for this kind of idea or is it web? Yeah, absolutely. It really depends on entirely on what your app is trying to do and who you're trying to target. Always ask those questions first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I think that covers most of the topics for today. Um, Brian, do you have anything else to add? Yes, I have one. So I want to leave... Uh, so before we end, I want to leave with a question. This question is, you can guess, I would like you all to guess, uh, whether if the majority of people are serving, uh, surfing Facebook on the desktop or on the mobile. Uh, we have the answer on the show notes itself. It's a, it's a data chart. Cool. Okay. All right. So, uh, Brian, where can we find more about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at L-E-E-T-U-C-K-S-I-N-G. You can find me at Twitter as well, at A-N-T-T-Y-C. You can find out more about us at our website at www.launchbyte.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Launchbyte is the handle as well. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Um, so I just want to add some stuff towards the end of the segment. Uh, first, I'd like to share with all fellow entrepreneurs that building a startup is tough. Bootstrapping and business is tough. Uh, there's no easy way out there. Uh, even I am struggling sometimes myself. Uh, and I'm with you on this. Uh, so, I would like to share with you a quote by Richard Branson. Uh, My biggest motivation, just to keep challenging myself, I see life almost like one long university education that I never had. Every day, I'm learning something new. And I think uh, this truly brings out uh, the entrepreneurs in us. And even though, because every time we meet with the challenges, we learn something new and we learn to overcome it. Uh, I wish everyone success. And uh, till next time, see you. Bye-bye.